Hello there, I'm John Sadiq. Welcome to Authentic Living. It's my mission through this work to guide and inspire individuals to recognize and understand their true nature and beauty through the process of direct insight and through self-realization. If you'd like to know more about Authentic Living, visit www.authenticliving.life. May peace and presence be yours. to kind of theme tonight a little bit given sort of last week and uh, and kind of the happenings in the world it was really interesting on the night of the, the Manchester bomb uh, I woke up knowing something had gone wrong somewhere it woke me up something woke me up and uh, it was only like two o'clock in the morning or something like that and I kind of, uh, and I, you know, I don't have a news feed. So I kind of looked at the news for some reason, thinking there's a reason I have to look. So, and then I saw what was going on. Not knowing what to do, I just basically meditated for the whole night. And I guess it's almost kind of like kind of the question that's in my mind about sort of what we're going to do tonight in a way. You know, at times like, like this, when these things happen, a really sort of simple question is, you know, what's the point of meditating? What use is meditation in the face of such atrocities? And uh, in terms of use, on a kind of practical level, well, maybe there isn't any. Maybe there isn't any. But I know, and I, I, I'm, I'm not doing this sort of with an arrow pointing at me, because <laughs> uh, I don't like that sort of thing. But I know that on that night, at least, that there was somebody in the world not reacting. Uh, because reaction is kind of what comes. I hurt, I grieved, because when you practice and kind of are true in your work, in your practice, then you feel, you know, you feel, in fact, I think in some ways you feel more because you're coming from a less conditioned place. So your feelings are just there. And I just felt it was really important to sit in a very non-reactive place about it, just to be a, pla a space of love in this world, because I didn't know if there was anywhere else where there was one. You know, I'm sure there was, you know, because there are many other people who practice and have, have their own ways of practice and, and have peace in them. And during that, it kind of, you know, there was a kind of a, a series of reflections. Um, one being that we tend to, we tend to see things like a, a terrorist event 
in isolation because that's how they're presented. There's a huge upsurge on the news feeds or whatever. And it looks like it's a thing out on its own. And then language tends to go like, how could they, there's always a, there's always a they, do this. And so immediately we kind of, there's a kind of a pigeonholing happening, you know, and a separation kind of going on. And there's the isolation of the event. And, you know, I don't know how long human beings have been on the planet. I actually don't know that. Uh, it's something I should know, but I don't. We've been around a while, but not that long. But I think in the time that we've been around, I wonder if anybody has actually, by the process of sort of isolating events and moving to a, a blame place, whether that has ever brought peace at all and whether we're actually looking at the wrong thing a lot of the time. Because yes, there is the event, but there, there are, it's only one in a series of events. You know, just a couple of days later, there was a massive bombing campaign in Syria in which 100 civilians were killed, 42 of which were children. And I saw one report of it in the news at all. And then I've not been able to find it again. I was looking for it today to, to talk to us about. Because I, I don't even know what city it was. I can't tell you. Uh, all I saw, it, it kind of flashed past. I noticed it and I thought I'll check back on that. And it was gone. And I don't want to get into our news system, our politics or anything like that at all. Uh, it's not what my life is about. And, um, and I'm okay with, it, with other people's lives being about whatever they want them to be. You know, I, I, I don't try to change anybody at all. Uh, I'm through this class, you know, it's, it's not, not the point of it really. Uh, and the, the missing ingredient, as far as I can feel, is, uh, is that we're just unaware, as a species, largely, of the pain body of what we call the pain body. And we talked about this, we talk about this a lot in this class, you know, it comes up quite often because it is the major thing I believe standing in our way between ourselves and our own peace, between meeting ourselves and healing. And so there's an individual pain body, of course, and that's built out of our conditioning and particularly negative conditioning and events that have happened to us. And it kind of kind of takes a life and a goic life of its own. And then in many ways we have kind of national pain bodies. Anything that is kind of unconsciously acting upon us to cause us to act in ways that are not uh, in alignment with our true hearts is the pain body, basically. Uh, so you could call it the shadow, you know, the kind of Jungian idea of the shadow as well. And so we have the, the personal version of it. So anytime we're, we act from an unseen drive and it leads us to do something we don't like, be it stuff our face with fish and chips or something with another person that we don't like or act out of hatred or something like that, or out of pure reactivity, we could call that the pain body. It's only a name. 
In Tibetan Buddhism, they call it Shenpa. And then on a, on a national level, each country has its things as well, things that happen to that country that are kind of in the kind of cultural, larger awareness, but under the surface. Things that have happened to it and things that have done, things that the country doesn't own up to about itself. So we could look at uh, the US and uh, its lack of acknowledgement for slavery, for example. And we could look at Britain from the same perspective as well, or for colonialism. Not to engage in kind of blame, because that doesn't lead us anywhere, but I don't know about you, but the only way I've ever healed anything is when I've actually faced it and said, okay, let's put this thing on the table and then to meet it with love, <coughs> not with blame and hate. And then I think the world out of this field of energy of individual pain bodies, national pain bodies, the world also has its thing, you know, what we're doing to the climate and so on and so on. And so, you know, all of it, when we look at it in that way, these things are not in isolation. They're reactions from pain body, be they personal, national, or global. Things happen like this out of dark drives of trying to kind of take one set of conditioning and force that conditioning on somebody else. You know, this is what we tend to do. This is what politics actually is. And, and uh, it's kind of, our conditioning is better than their conditioning. Therefore, we have to impose our conditioning on them. Or they say, our conditioning is better than their conditioning. Therefore, we have to do that. And that's where this sort of stuff comes to, uh, so it seems to arise from. What I was thinking about for tonight's class was just that, 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 it kind of try, that, the, that one of the things that the pain body tries to do is to drag us, drag us into its field all the time uh, and, and, and get us to join its kind of mind stream so that, that we are caught up in it. And one beautiful thing that, that practice really does See, um, I'm kind of, you know, it, it'd be so easy to kind of run a meditation class where you kind of don't say anything. I know I kind of, I run the gauntlet a lot of the time by saying these things, you know. It'd be so easy just to kind of say, oh, let's just be mindful or whatever. But actually, at its heart, what practice is really for is for coming to be, bringing our pain body into awareness and bringing love to, to ourselves so that, that it dissolves so that we're not acted on by unconscious influences anymore, you know, from ourselves, which is the, the roots of addictions, of hurting others, of kind of hurting ourselves. And so my intention, I suppose, or my desire for tonight was just to kind of sit beautifully together <laughs> and kind of just come back into kind of presence and love because we may have been very caught up in this. I suppose, in the last week. And just to affirm that by doing that, by loving ourselves enough to come home, that we're in no way kind of turning our back on the world. What we're really doing is, is being in the world truly. And then when, 
when things do happen, we meet things with that truth and that love. And I can't think of anything sort of more, more profound in a way. So I'd like to uh, read us this. Um, I recorded this recently for, uh, for online, but I just thought it, would, uh, it, would, it, it fits really, really well. And then we'll, we'll go into practice. So this is uh, the prayer of St. Francis, um, which I'm sure you've come across at some point. I discovered it. Here I go, lowering, lowering the tone now. I discovered it via Buffer the Vampire Slayer because it, uh, <laughs> it was used in a particular episode and it was sung by Sarah McLachlan and I just went... My mouth just dropped open when I heard it and I had to find the words for it. Lord, make me an instrument of your peace. Where there is hatred, let me sow love. Where there is injury, pardon. Where there is doubt, faith. Where there is despair, hope. Where there is darkness, light. Where there is sadness, joy. O Divine Master, grant that I may not so much seek to be consoled as to console, to be understood as to understand, to be loved as to love. For it is in giving that we receive, it is in pardoning that we are pardoned, and it is in dying that we are born to eternal life. Amen. So if you'll get yourselves comfortable and set up for meditation. <clears throat> you're you're knackered. Too. I know, you're tired. It's no worries. Well, with that practice, it's kind of, uh, kind of, you're meeting kind of my practice at the moment. Uh, in that last practice, I didn't know that's where we were going to go. You know, I kind of, I don't plan famously. I kind of do a bit, but only it says read out the prayer of Saint Francis. You know, that's literally kind of, and there's a few other bits on there. It doesn't say very much, and because um, I always like to kind of work with us, as it were, in the moment. Uh, I have a vague idea that maybe it'll be presence-based or we might use <laughs> the senses or something like that. But more recently in my own practice, and you know, I'm not trying to push my practice on anybody as you, know, as you know, I've just found it interesting is not the right word. I don't have the right word, uh, but for everything that comes up, just to meet it with love. And um, which completely goes against our kind of, well, my, I don't know about you, <laughs> but my kind of paradigm of I must figure this thing out uh, and somehow get to the bottom of it. And then, and I think there's a place for understanding things, you know, there's, there's, there's nothing wrong with that. But really, it seems to me 
that every single thing that arises that's painful is some in us. But I, you know, you could extend this to to what's happened in Manchester as well. Every single thing that arises that's painful is some poor unseen part of us crying out for love. Because what else could it be, really? And who else but us can give it? And uh, this is my practice, anyway. Everything, every single thing, to, to try and find a way to bring unmanufactured love to things. Even if I have to kind of say out loud, I just, I love you, I don't know what to do. <laughs> I don't know what to do, I don't know how to sort this out, but I love you. <laughs> and uh, uh, I'll let you know how it goes. Yeah. Just trying to, trying to sort things out, I just don't think will ever work. Not for me anyway, I, I just, I don't know about anybody else. I can only do my practice, I suppose. Um, I don't... To me it's, it's similar in a way, but it's kind of welcoming everything. Um, and the idea that every, everything is included, the sort of language that I have is going on. Everything is included. And welcoming. And it does completely go against the brain. It really does. Yeah. It's utterly terrifying in a way. Yeah. You really start meeting yourself, don't you? That kind of open thing with anything that we're carrying, you know, or how carried in the past that we're still kind of maybe holding on to, there's kind of be a tightness. Sometimes we, we get beyond something, you know, or we've got to get something under control, but it's a very tight control as well, you know, we kind of, you see people sometimes kind of spend their life in this kind of quite stuck sort of place where then the, it's better than they were kind of thing, but it's kind of not, you know, kind of the movement of life, the ease hasn't kind of come back in in some ways as well. And, uh, yeah, as you say, welcoming it. wouldn't make good news headlines though, would it? At all. It would not, uh, yeah, you'd not sell many newspapers with that. I'm gonna kill you. Well, I love you anyway. Yeah. Martin Luther King, you know, it has been done. It has been done, yeah, there's some guy called Jesus. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Mm. yeah. But it doesn't have to be, because uh, it can seem kind of strenuous, in, I suppose, the idea of that, in a way. We have to be careful. Because it's easy to kind of even create something out of an idea of love, isn't it? I guess that's all I'm trying to say. And, you know, we're so blessed to have practice. Whatever form it takes, we're so, you know, it's astonishing that we have what we have. 
available to us. It's so easy in our world to take things for granted, but you know somehow things show up in our lives and bring us onto a path. And and we find a way of kind of actually kind of meeting ourselves, meeting this material, and uh, you know ultimately kind of coming back to ourselves, I suppose. But any time we we do that from a created place, a kind of a you know I must love, even that is there's a wall in there, there's a pain in there, there's a thing, and and it's always for me anyway, it's always you know, the space behind the breath or presence or, or that. It's that place that love is, not, not an idea of it. And it's whatever will help us kind of reconnect to that kind of deeper part of ourselves, I suppose, you know. And we kind of need to, this is what I'm kind of, you know, thinking with the, the Manchester thing and, and so on the pain body of the world, I would rather think of it as, quite honestly. You know, kind of, I've kind of stopped seeing these things now as unique events. Uh, because there's, there's, there's something that produces them. Mm. And, and then thinking that there's another side to it is actually the same thing as well. And so we have to almost bring that peace into this as well. Because when, when we're in that, when we're in truth, we're not contributing to the pain body of the world. We're not. You know, it really is about love ourselves first, which sounds selfish, I know. But if we actually genuinely did that, we don't add to it. And in fact, it may even be a balm some kind. May our practice here today be for our own highest, most loving benefit. And that's through by loving ourselves We benefit all beings. Thank you. So I guess next week is the election special meditation. Oh, yes. <laughs> Maybe we should just all sit through the night. Maybe we should meet and sit through the night. Yeah.